Warning, the Motion Picture Association of America requires that we inform you that this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies contains massive spoilers that could ruin a first-time screening of the film covered in this episode. So, if you don't want to know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's that Goose in Top Gun, that is really Kaiser Sose at the end of The Usual Suspects, or that Bruce Willis was a the whole time in The Sixth Sense, then proceed with caution. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello! Hey, Hello. everybody! Hi there! Hey, hi, everybody! Hello! Welcome to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies! We are back with another fantastic look at a movie that Mindy and I have watched together. Mindy, go ahead and tell us about this epic film that we're going to talk about. Today, we're going to be talking about the fantastically newly released John Wick Chapter 4. That's right. Chapter 4. I can't believe that we actually made it to 4. Remember the first time we saw this movie, you're like, Keanu, really? Now it's one of the biggest blockbuster franchises in the world. And I, I'm so happy. I love these movies. I don't remember questioning Keanu about... The first John Wick, by the way. <laughs> I, I remember we were living at the old house when it came out, and you were like, this is silly. And then you watched it, and you're like, all right, sad the dog dies, but it's a really good movie. Yeah, that is probably the worst part for me of the whole four, four, four movie series. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what the best part is? I actually just looked at it a second ago because I was just getting on here. Do you know what this has on a Rotten Tomato score? Mm, 87. 94. Nice. Every single one of these John Wick movies are in the 90s. That's awesome. That they is insane. They really are. All right. So anyway, John Wick Chapter 4 picks up right after John Wick Chapter 3. Because, you know, that makes sense. But uh, at the end of John Wick Chapter 3, we saw John Wick betrayed by Winston, the manager of the Continental. Supposedly, and a regular human being would have died from a fall like that, but not Keanu. So he gets drugged down to the Bowery King, and he lives... Uh, underground for I think a year or two I think uh, no I don't think it was that long I think it was it was a while because he's getting back into shape and he's but I will say this real fast that opening scene where he's pounding the board in that theater even you looked at me like it's a little loud I'm like shh <laughs> yeah <laughs> a sign of things to come yeah you know if I think him just beating on a piece of wood with his fist was loud yeah. Ooh, that was yeah. nothing. But you know what, though? Um, him going off and just starting to kill off the high table uh, in the beginning, that was epic. I mean, he's like, I don't even care if at this point if I get my free anymore. Dang. And yep. I was like, right on. So anyway, um, we know about this movie. Like I said, we've talked about these. Uh, the other one, I believe in the last Derek and Bindi's family movie, I think we did part three. I got to double check my math on that. But if we didn't, no big deal. 
but uh, basically the same cast is back. Uh, Keanu, Lawrence Fishburne, we got Ian McShane, and then we got some new additions. I've never seen it, but Bill Skarsgård plays, what's he with the clown? Pennywise. Pennywise. I've never seen it because I'm not a horror movie person, but Mindy has, and it scared the shit out of her. So um, he was good. He was good in this movie. He was creepy as hell. Yeah. So now every time I see him in anything, I'm like, oh, it's (laughs) it. But also, um, one of my favorite Japanese actors, Haruyuki Sonata, is in this movie. And then, of course, uh, it's got to be said, Lance Reddick, who passed away uh, about a week or two before this movie came out, which. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a kind of a kick to the dick a little bit. He was a really, really nice guy. A really great actor. Yeah, so, that was really sad. It just released his cause of death. It was heart failure. He had like congestive heart problems or something like that. So. There's actually some controversy about that. I read some articles online where the family's disputing that because he was like really healthy and didn't have any heart conditions mm. noted or, or that they were aware of anyway. Well, uh, the next Derek and Mindy's from the movies, maybe this will be resolved and it'll be a. <laughs> Jot All that right. down for a follow-up. Exactly. <laughs> so, but no. Uh, basic premise of this movie, obviously, you know, John Wick has been betrayed. He's going now. He wants to t- try and get his freedom. He wants to set things right. He challenge. He finds out there's a, um, a a loophole to getting his freedom back. He has to be sponsored by a family to a duel. A duel with a member of the high table. Uh, he, but unfortunately, he's in bad favor with the Russian family, which he is born into. So he decides to test his metal, get his uh, allegiances back by executing a very kind of weird character, that German dude. I was never a big fan of that part. I could have cut that part of the movie out, but that's another thing altogether. <laughs> and then uh, finally he gets sponsored and then basically sets down a showdown. Uh, unlike anything I've ever seen, it was about a 45-minute one just long action sequence of him trying to get to the Sacré-Cœur for the final duel with the Marquis. And it was basically every hitman, I think, in existence yeah. descended on Paris to kill John Wick. And John Wick, all he needed was guns. Lots of Lots guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fantastic. And there was another character, too, that I thought was interesting, was some sort of, what would you call him? He was an assassin, but he was like, constantly helping john wick until the point where he knew he was gonna get like yes no i yeah he was some sort of assassin yeah he was he was a very interesting character and especially i know you love him because he had a dog but but uh no it was that last action sequence is like literally a 45 minute just non-stop adrenaline run and one of the coolest shots we're gonna get to it in a minute we're probably in the notebook but one of the coolest things i've ever seen in any movie was shooting an entire action sequence from above where they took the roof off of the actual of the set, and you're following John Wick going from room to room, killing um, henchmen, and that was, yeah. in my opinion, one of the coolest camera moves I've ever seen in an action movie. It yeah, was like it was really like cool. watching playing video game. It really was. It was like watching a video game. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. I've talked enough. Let's get Mindy on the mic. Mindy, let's go to the Notebook. I'm gonna ask you one more time. Will you? You're not go out with me. Okay, okay, fine. I'll go out with you. No, don't do me any favors. Say it. I want to go out with you. Say it again. I want to go out with you. No, no, not that notebook. Mindy's notebook. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Okay, so as he said, as Derek was saying, 
John Wick starts, you know, he's killing off people from the high table. He doesn't care anymore. They're not going to ever let him go. So he's pissed and he's going after everybody. And he actually, I wrote down, he killed the guy above the table. So there's like some elder that the high table has that's actually above them who he had bartered with to get back last time. And it, but it just changes people when the last one dies, a new one comes on. So anyway, so he actually goes out to the desert like he did the last time and goes and kills the elder above the table, which is like, oh my gosh, like you killed somebody, you know, from the high table, but then you kill the guy above the high table. It was like, oh man, that guy's screwed. That's, that's, that's a man who has no <laughs> to give left. Oh yeah, indeed. He did not. <laughs> uh, and then the second thing I wrote down was that the concierge died in the movie as well as real life. So like I, you talked about, I, a part of me was like, did they just reshoot that real quick or something? But I guess no, that it happened that way. I was, I did not see that coming, and I felt like that was disservice to the character in a way. Yeah, but he wanted to stay. They told him he didn't have to, and then he stayed anyway. I think he knew what he was getting into, even though it was sad. Yeah. And then, so they in this film, they they go to a lot of different locations actually. So they start off in what like New York. Then they go to Paris, they go to Tokyo. So they kind of globe trotting all over the place. And uh, there's the manager at the Tokyo hotel. And he has like one of the best lines from this film. He says, a good death comes only after a good life. And I thought, oh, I really like that. What was the name of the actor who said that? I don't know. Derek, <laughs> why don't you tell us? <laughs> Keep going. I'll just wind you up. <laughs> So then they start, so they're sending all these people after John Wick. He's got this crazy high bounty on his head, like millions, tens of millions of dollars. And so they're sending everybody after him. And one of them is like an old friend of his. I think his name is Kane, like K-A-I-N-E. And he's blind, like he's gone blind. So I, they never really get into that. Like, did that happen while he was assassin? Nope. Was yeah, he they, always they made- blind? They forced him to, to go blind. That was part okay. of his deal. Yeah. There you go. So, but he's still like, then they call him back up. They're like, hey, we're really having a hard time getting this guy. We're going to need you to come back for this just one time. And it's like, what? So they are chasing him through this hotel or he's trying to get through this hotel and people are trying to block him and shoot at him. And he has like this ingenious plan. Cause I was like, how is he going to know when these guys come up to him? Like, if they're real sneaky, you know, and he comes up with this brilliant idea where he puts like these little sensors on the wall and like around basically like leaving himself little breadcrumbs. And it's like a, it sounds like a doorbell. So he like pushes a button and it gives the sound or no, it was motion activated. Yeah. Ding dong. Yeah. It was motion activated like a doorbell and then it would go off and he'd just shoot them. I'm like, wow, that's ingenious. Ding dong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, and then, so the daughter of the hotel manager from Tokyo is like a badass too. And so they're getting attacked because they were inadvertently harboring John Wick. And so she is like fighting her way through, through scratch. She's a very good fighter. And she, I wrote down, she had this guy, one guy where she had a couple of knives and she was like stabbing him, but like crawling across him, like as she was going, I was like, oh my God. 
gosh. She was using that guy with knives to get across where she needed to be. I was like, it was just really badass. Okay. And then later they're getting ready to fight using guns or using knives, or using whatever. Well, John Wick has some, I put serious nunchuck skills because he is just beating people up with these nunchucks. Do you remember that? I do. Pull the Michelangelo on their ass. Okay. That is a Ninja Turtles reference that my wife obviously has never seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but okay. Sorry, not my, I mean, I know the little theme song, but I'm not going to sing it. Oh, do sing it. Do sing it. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so as you mentioned early, a little bit earlier, there is this guy who is one of the other, one of the assassins that gets the text, hey, John Wick, bunch of money, but he has this dog that always travels with him. And I think it's the one from that movie, like, the same breed as that movie yeah. dog that belgian malinois and so he's got this dog and he like can just sick like i mean he, this dog is badass he's very good at his job and Do you remember the character's name dog no mr nobody because i wrote down who is this guy with the dog <laughs> and then later i went back and wrote nobody <laughs> And so anyway, so he trains this dog in crazy ways. So there's they're out in the woods and all of a sudden this dog jumps up like he was hiding under a pile of leaves to attack somebody. I was like, wow, that was impressive. So uh, Bill Skarsgård is the guy who plays kind of the evil villain on the high table. And Only a bloody Frenchman. A bloody Frenchman. And he's like a marquee of something, something. And so I put all the marquee's suits are so shiny. Like, did you notice? Like, all of his suits were so cool. <laughs> anyway, I just thought, like, it was shiny and, like, opulent. And I, I don't know. I just, all of his suits I wrote down, I liked them. Earlier, you said you didn't really like that. He had to, like, go and fight that German guy because... You didn't like him. And I wrote down, I think he just kept saying, I am Klaus. Yeah. Just over and over again. When, when you go and fight the Germans, you know you're in for a rough time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So John Wick goes to kill this German guy to get back in good favor with his Russian family. And they're, of course, it's in Berlin and they're in this cool club. And it has it's like in this, you know, old monument. And there's like, I put cool fire and water rave in Berlin because they were just like, it was like waterfalls, but there's like fire in places. This was like really cool. Yeah. So I wrote that down. But then I also wrote so much murder, but can't stop dancing because all these people were getting killed and they're just like still raving out really? like nothing's yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna, I, you know, use the dead body, man. You can put your foot up on it, like, uh, uh, you know, like that. You get, get your groove <laughs> yeah. on, you know. People yeah. were like, they were looking, but they were like, still like, no, man, I just got a party. Do, I just got. You know what? Do you know what it reminded me of? And it's, it's a callback to another Keanu movie. It was Matrix Two, where they're in that giant cave and everybody's all sweaty and gro and raving. That's what it reminded <laughs> me of a little bit. I bet Keanu was like, make little Chassis gonna sue somebody over this. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that was funny. And then so uh, from Tokyo, then he goes to Berlin, Russia, and because he's trying to get this dual set up and he needs sponsorship. So once they do finally get that approved, they meet to discuss terms. And I wrote down a beautiful setting for negotiating by the Eiffel Tower. It was like mm -hmm. on the back side of the Eiffel Tower, there's this big plaza, which when we went there, we didn't even go to the back side. I didn't even know you could, but it's you were too busy uh, being in love. Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. 
but it was like the most beautiful setting, like this big, beautiful, like patio with, I mean, and like dubs flew by as they walked to the table. I mean, it was just like really nice. I'm telling you. That's a John Woo reference right there. Nobody, nobody caught up on that one. Nope. I did not. <laughs> I also wrote um, one of the guys from the high table said a man's ambition should never exceed his worth. I thought Ooh. that was a good quote. Yeah. I need that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> yes. And then, so he's getting ready. He's been training. He's got this thing set up and he's hiding down with the Bowery King. King. Bowery King. <laughs> And and he made it to the sewers of Paris. And he shows up with this, of course, fabulous, clean black suit for him to wear for his duel. Mm -hmm. And he said, a man has to look his best when it's time to get married or buried. Do you know, I, I made this comment with uh, my best friend when we were talking about this movie. In John Wick 2, they introduced the body armor. Silicon carbide discs, ceramic matrices, a company laminates, cutting edge body armor. We just sew it between the fabric and the lining, zero penetration. However, quite painful, I'm afraid. And for the most part, I like it, but there are times you're like, eventually you're going to hit a major organ, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, it works. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and what else did I write down? Let's see. Oh, so they were talking about, you know, um, the concierge died, you know, in the movie yeah. and they had to figure out what to write on his tomb. And they asked John Wick, what would you want on your tomb? And he said, loving husband. I was like, oh, that's sweet. Can we, I, there is something, I don't know if it's on your notebook, but I do want to say it before I forget. Mr. Nobody. When uh, John Wick saved his dog. Yes, obviously that's in my notebook. Okay, I would say bring that up because I want to yes, talk about that. I will. Okay. So then they are, he's trying to get from the Bowery to Sacre-Cœur. And he's trying to get there by 6 a.m., I think, by dawn or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's running, you know, racing across town and he takes his car and he's going in the Arc de Triomphe. And I just wrote like spinning around and killing guys at the Arc de Triomphe in the car. Cause he was just going around. It basically the Arc de Triomphe is like this big giant traffic circle yeah, with tried. like 10 lanes or something. And it's, I would never want to drive there. Riding in it was scary enough, <laughs> <laughs> but then you've got John Wick in there and he's just, driving around in circles and shooting people and totally winning so i just thought that was a really cool scene and i put i wrote that down and then i also put lots of action there <laughs> that's true yeah um like you said earlier so there's this guy that i think he's credited as nobody or mr. mr nobody mr. Yeah. nobody yeah when the credits rolled he has this dog and so this dog's you know he's attacking people well somebody like shoots this dog and it falls down the stairwell and i was like ah! i was like oh my god i did not look up to see if the dog would die in this and i was so scared but the dog was okay i was like okay we can keep watching now even when he got thrown into a car yeah, I mean, this dog probably shouldn't have survived all the things, but he did, and that is what counts. <laughs> then 
some of these assassins that were coming after John Wick had made these special bullets. And then John Wick gets one of their guns and he starts using it. And these guns fire bullets that set people on fire. Yeah, they're incident they're called incendiary rounds. And basically they're that's no for real. That's what they are. They're actually incendiary rounds. Yeah. And they basically they're they're designed to yeah, explode. Yeah. yeah. So he was like shooting them and catching them on fire. It was yeah. it was really crazy. I yeah. thought the whole scene was crazy. And um okay, so then you think this dog gets hurt and I think there must have been a couple of times where it got hurt and I was worried because I have it written down twice. <laughs> so anyway, so this dog, somebody's shooting at this dog and John Wick steps up and he shoots this guy instead so that they leave the dog alone. And you look back at the guy and he was like, well, you can't kill him now. He just saved your dog, man. <laughs> Which, by the way, people can hear our dogs in the background as well. <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> so anyway yeah i just thought oh that was such a good part it was like oh my god is this dog gonna die and then it was like nope he saved him and now you can't kill him and later it's like no shoot i can't do it yeah can we talk about um i want to talk about because this is a obviously a spoiler filled review and there is something that i just have to talk about because it was very rare in a movie do I get surprised to the point where I actually like leap out of my seat and cheer? But the duel, the final duel, yes, um, against Kane, obviously because he was he was put in his place, some have you, and you know they're firing, you know, twenty paces, then ten paces, and that final the coup de grace where after Kane had severely wounded John, and he's like, I I reserve the right to coup de to coup de grace, which you know he can. He goes, of course you can. He walks up, and then Winston's like, you're a fucking idiot. And he goes, what? He goes, he didn't fire his last round. And he looks at me and goes, bang, like that. Everybody in the theater was like, I mean, you could not have wanted a, an asshole to die more than this guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, there, were, there were a few movies that come to mind where the bad guy dies, and you're like, that guy deserved it. Yeah. This will go in the pantheon of that list. And, I mean, everybody in the theater, I mean, and Mindy Hill testified – Everybody was cheering and clapping. Like, I was like, F and A, F and A. Like, oh, my God. Thank God. And I knew it, too. When he did that third round, I was like, he didn't shoot. I was like, there's no way. He didn't shoot. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And then he made sure, does this mean that I have my freedom? I'm good to go? Yep. And he was like, yep. He was like, cool. And he was <laughs> like, give me another bullet. I'm going to shoot this guy. He's like, you idiot. He didn't shoot his third shot. Yeah. And he kills him. It was like, Yes. But let's talk about the last scene, okay? And it is, and this is the part that a lot of people are having a lot of problem with right now is, and this is, it, uh, John Wick dies at the end of this movie. He does die at the end of this movie. And there are no more plans for any more movies with him. Now, he's going to appear in the new, is it Ballerina? I think it's Ballerina, called. yes. He is going to appear in that because it takes time place in this timeline of these movies. But he is not scheduled to play John Wick anymore. He is dead and he is buried. A lot of people are like, "Is he really dead? Is he really dead?" I'm. I mean, I've talked the interviews with the directors, interview with uh, with Keanu Reeves. He's dead. But from for Lionsgate, they're like, "But we're on movies are making millions and millions of dollars here. We can't stop now." But yeah. no, he's dead. He is dead. Also, before we had, before we go to our final conclusion, though, there is a post credit scene. 
Yes, that's in my notebook as well. First time in a, in a John Wick films, there's a post-credit scene. Mindy, go ahead and tell us about it. So in the last, in the after-credit scene, so we know in the last scene, Kane asks, the blind guy is Kane, that he asks, does this mean, you know, I've fulfilled my duty and I'm free? And he said, yes. And that meant to me that he could finally go and be with his daughter, who's like a grown-up now, like an older teenager, it seemed like. And he had to, promised not to see her as part of like leaving the high taste, you know, service to the high table. And so anyway, so you think, Oh good. He got his freedom. He's going to go be with his daughter. And then the final after credit scene was the daughter of the hotel manager in Tokyo. You see her walking up towards where this guy's about to go bring his daughter some flowers and you're wondering, it looked like to me that she was on her way to kill the daughter. She, and I was she like, had a knife, oh. yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, she had a knife. And she, I think she was heading towards the daughter. I was like, oh, man, that would be so sad. Well, he told her, he goes, when you're, he goes, when you're ready, I'll be waiting for you. Which is a great callback to another great revenge film, Kill Bill. Because that was the exact words that the bride said to uh, the daughter of uh, Anita Green in the very first, in the very first film. What he goes, if you feel if you still feel raw about it when you're older, I'll be waiting. And that's a great callback to that movie. And I, I was like, I am not the first one to catch that. A lot of people online were the same way. They're like, oh my God, that's a great tribute to Kill Bill. So yeah. Yeah. Also, real fast, Donnie Yen, the man doesn't age. He's an incredible actor, an incredible martial artist. He's not blind for the record, but uh, you know. He is such a great actor, and I'm, I I just love seeing him in more mainstream stuff. So, yeah. Cool. Um, and then, like you said, um, I, I have a hard time with it as well. I Until like, we stayed to watch the after credit scene because I was really hoping that they were going to show that he wasn't dead. Like, I, I thought... Man, wouldn't that and be she great? wanted to go to the bathroom the whole time, so she was getting impatient. Yeah, I was getting very impatient after sitting through a three-hour movie anyway. But no, I was like, no way. Like, he can't just be dead. Like, maybe they just made him look like he died so that he could go and live his life finally. And he was like, Derek was like, no. No, he really died. He died. The director said or the producer or whatever filmmaker said he died. And I was like, man, I just still don't really want to believe that. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> but- funny. The, the final words are Keanu Reeves actually said, he goes, there's no plans for a sequel because we just delivered two uh, uniquely special experiences with John Wick 3 and 4. He goes, there's no better way to top that. I mean, especially, I mean, I'm 100% agree. John Wick Chapter 4 is an absolutely incredible film. Yeah. And so what we, the last thing I was going to say is the last thing they show before they go to the after credit scene is that they got matching headstones. So you see him buried next to his wife and it says loving husband, loving wife. And it was like, oh, you know, you were mentioning earlier the long runtime because it is a three hour film. There (laughs) is a version of this movie that's 225 minutes. Isn't how many? That's almost four hours. No. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm serious. There is a version of this movie that's out there, but it's 225 minutes long. And it was about will building and so forth. Wow. But yeah, yeah. They got it yeah. down to 169 minutes. So obviously there was some significant cuts made. But I would love yes. to but I would love to see that. I actually because I mean it's it's a nonstop. And that's the thing about this movie. You know, when you always say like the movie's three hours, and I'm a huge advocate for movies being only two hours long. 
and I do sound like a grumpy old man yelling <laughs> at clouds. I get it. But if it worked in the 80s, it can still work today. I don't know why all of a sudden we have to make these movies three hours long. Yes, I sound like an old man. I don't care. But my point being is this. this but is we're most... too old and tired and need to go to the bathroom. Yes. Sit through three and a half hour movies. <laughs> That's throw what you're a, trying to say. Throw a fucking intermission in there at least or something. I don't know. Hey. But my point being is this. Is this is a movie that I've gone through and I've, I've replayed it in my head a couple of times. I other than the part where they he goes and kills the German uh, high table member, there is not a scene in this movie you can take out because the movie just completely collapses upon itself. Maybe there's one or two edit, like maybe two henchmen you know, could cut out one or two, but it is an absolute from start to finish, 100% nonstop film. There are no slow parts. There are no cutaways. You're like. Ugh, maybe I can go to the bathroom at this point. No, not one moment. It's just non-stop action. Very rare for a film to pull that off. Yeah. Like you said, maybe they could have like made some of the, maybe the Arc de Triomphe scene a little shorter by killing a few less people or the same thing with the stairs all the way up to Sacre-Cœur. He kept hitting, you know, all these henchmen kept getting in his way. Then he rolled almost all the way back down the hill right before it was going to be dawn. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe they could have made that a little shorter. But other than that, yeah, it's every other bit of the movie you needed yeah. to make sense and build the story. All right. Well, that being said, we're going to go ahead and get to our final ratings here because I know we've been talking ad nauseum now for nearly 20 minutes. Go so, ahead. Derek, why don't you tell us what is a one star? Bloody awful. A two-star. Bloody uninspired. A three-star. Bloody average. Why are these all sounding like questions? <laughs> <laughs> you put me on the spot. I'm trying to remember them all. What's the last one? Keep going. Uh, you have two more. What is a four-star? Bloody better than normal. Nope. <laughs> okay, what is it? Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Bloody brilliant. And a five-star. Bloody marvelous. Woo, got through that. <laughs> All right. Well, like you said, this was a nonstop action packed film. It had a great storyline, even though I was sad that he died in the end. It still was a beautiful story and a beautiful end for him. He still got to go out on a bang, killing everybody he wanted to and helping a friend out like i just it was a good ending it was sad but yeah non-stop action the dog in the film gets hurt but lives awesome i mean i couldn't ask for more really other than maybe him secretly being alive at the end credits but he's not and that's okay i'm gonna have to make my peace with that i still give this film five stars bloody marvelous how much pain and torture you want to keep him to keep going through <laughs> the man is not immortal i don't want him to keep fighting and going i think they make it look like he dies but he's really alive and then he gets to go live his life in freedom without his wife yes but he can be at peace now because he's avenged her and the dog that she left him then you'll get another dog and some russian mob will kill that one and oh my gosh all over again no, well, there, no, no. there's how to make more money producers <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> we solved right. it for you all right. Me, I love the franchise. I've been a fan since day one. Um, I wish I'd seen the first one in the theaters, but unfortunately it didn't work out that way. But I've been in this involved in this. I've been invested in this franchise since since I've seen it. I'm so frankful I got to see two, three, and four in the theaters opening night. This movie from start to finish is fantastic. Bill Skarsgård, I again I've only ever seen him in this movie because I don't 
seek out the it movies. He was phenomenal as a villain. You just love to hate him. Uh, Ian McShane is a fantastic actor in everything he does. I've always been a huge fan of his work. Uh, it's fitting to see Lance Reddick. I wish he had not gone out the way he had. I wish he'd kind of been involved a little more in the movie, but that's life. Uh, may he rest in peace. And Keanu, man. Keanu is a force of nature. A, a dream guest for the Derek Duvall show. You know, it'll probably never happen, but a dream guest. And, uh, man, what a way to cap off the series. It went off on a freaking high. No question about it. I give this a five stars. Bloody marvelous. Woohoo! All right. Well, with that being said, uh, we want to thank everyone for tuning in today. We want to, of course, bring your attention to our sponsors. Uh, we are sponsored by Jerky Pro. They are responsible for some of the finest beef jerky you can buy. Go on their website and use promo code Duval37 at checkout for 5% off your order. And, of course, we also want to thank Tee Public, the amazing Tee Public, gr- bringer of many of my T-shirts in my closet they are got a great little store on there with us, and we have everything on there with magnets, stickers, and mugs. Plus, Mindy and I are always updating it with new T-shirts. So go to our website, DirtDevalshire.com. Go on the banner on the left. It says merch. Click that, and you'll be taken to our store on Public. And we want to thank hey, Public. it's not for- the Micro Machine commercial. <laughs> Slow down. All right, fine. Go on the banner on the left. It says merch. Click that, and you'll be taken to our store on Public. And we want to thank Public for being such great partners with the show. So on behalf of myself... And everyone else here at the Derek Duvall Show, you keep listening to them and we'll keep making them. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. We'll We'll see see you at the movies, movies, planet Planet Earth. Earth. This has been a recording of the Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duval Show.